one of the top female rap artists, Doja Cat, summons demons for her new album, Scarlet, where she dresses up as not only the Scarlet Woman from the Book of Revelation, but also a literal demon. As we look at stars from Marvel and even The Sopranos as they talk about using witchcraft and summoning spirits for the aid of their career. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at a number of different artists and actors talking about summoning demons, talking about practicing witchcraft, and even when it comes to Doja Cat, using this imagery over and over and over again in her scantily clad demonic videos. But before we get into that, we would love if you can like and subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel. Make sure to like this video, as well as if you're listening to this via podcast, make sure to leave a five-star review if you feel so led. As we always say, that just helps us to get that algorithm up there so more and more people can hear the truth about what is going on. 511 News exists to expose the unfruitful works of darkness, not simply to just expose but ultimately the most important part, and that is to bring the life-saving gospel, the eternal life-saving gospel that Jesus Christ has given us through his word. So as we were talking about, Doja Cat is the hot artist right now, one of the hottest artists right now, and she has a new album titled Scarlet coming out. But many people had pointed out that last year during the Met Gala, they thought maybe she had been engaging in this humiliation ceremony because she did not only shave her head prior to that, but even dressed up as a cat. And while she was dressing up as a cat, refused to answer any questions without simply acting like a cat and saying meow. But prior to that, a lot of people point to the fact that, by the way, most of her music is, I, I think all of her music is pretty disgusting. Uh, it talks about just horrific things and uh, whether it's sex or drugs or even alcohol or uh, she has a huge problem. Uh, actually, she talks about getting rid of nicotine because she actually had to have an operation on her throat because of her use of vapes. Uh, but nonetheless, that's the kind of stuff she sings about. But a lot of people point it back to her 27th birthday, and that's a, a really important thing. And she even talks about it as an eyes wide shut party that she had. And in this Eyes Wide Shut party, you'll see that her cake actually was dressed up with Egyptian uh, sort of pictures on there with the Eye of Horus and so forth. And people are like, hey, maybe this is her initiation into the Illuminati. And the fact is, is that when you look at her 27th birthday and then after that, all the things that have transpired, she seems to be open about a lot of the demonic activity going on. Now, she has claimed that that 27th birthday, because her birthday happens to happen in October, is just simply her the means of her saying, oh, this is kind of like Halloween, so it'll be a theme party this way. Um, but the problem is that she has not stopped that at all. And a lot of people might be noticing as well the idea of the 27 Club and this idea of at her party at the age of 27, hey, guess what? You're having these, what looks like the Illuminati uh, kind of ceremony of acceptance there. Why is this happening at the age 27? And 
before I get into that, I want to encourage you guys. We talk about the 27 Club in our brand new documentary, Super Celebrities, Darkness, Death, Depression, and the Devil. And as I said earlier, it is not just simply a documentary. This is an opportunity for you to share the gospel with others. And by the way, we've already seen, because we showed it at our home church of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, we actually shared the entire video to our congregation for everyone to see. And there was somebody there who, by the way, for months and months, we have been praying for at our young adult group. And one of the things that happened was after the video was shown, a bunch of the young adults from our church ended up going out to lunch. And at that lunch, the girl said, I realized I need to give my life to Christ because this world only gives us sadness and depression and so forth. This is a powerful tool. It is part of our Set the Captives Free campaign because that's what people are. They are captive. They are captive to their sin. They are chained to it. And guess what? This is exactly what Satan wants for them. He wants them in darkness and depression, and he ultimately wants the devil to rule their lives. And we want to make sure that they know that it is Jesus who sets the captives free. And if you are free, you will be free indeed. And so we want you guys to check that out. You can check it out at the link in the description as well here. But everyone has this idea of the 27 Club, and a lot of it has to do with guys like uh, Jim Morrison from The Doors who died. And then more recently, there was a young artist by the name of Amy Winehouse, who also died at the age of 27, along with many other artists. But a lot of people are like, well, what are these parties they're doing? They're just a bunch of joke. It's no big deal. Well, Amy Winehouse, check this out. This is pretty grotesque to think about. Neil Patrick Harris actually went to a party and had to apologize because some of these secret parties that some of the Hollywood elite like to go to, uh, they like to poke fun at people that die of drug overdoses. And in fact, they had a party, a Halloween party, where guess what? They had Amy Winehouse and a, the corpse of Amy Winehouse as a cake. Lady Gaga herself, who has her own issues, can be seen eating cakes of what looks like bodies. And when we look at Doja Cat, who originally said, oh, these parties are just something that we're doing. These parties are just uh, making fun of the people that would come come against it. And by the way, it was just by Halloween, uh, which shows you see the weirdness of it all. But you have her saying that. But then guess what? Now these new music videos, her new album, Scarlet, this isn't Halloween. It's not even that close to Halloween. So what is she doing with some of these albums? Uh, with this new album that she's coming out. What ultimately is she doing? Because she was joking before, but what about now? And when we look at the album called Scarlet, the first song, Attention, actually is sold as a single. And by the way, we have to blur out a lot of this stuff because it is just disgusting and, and sensual and uh, nudeness. And I don't know what happened to YouTube or whatever. They can't ever figure out how to block some of this stuff out. But you look what's going on here. It's kind of interesting for those who know anything about Lucifer Rising and Lady Gaga, who has stolen from some of the imagery. You actually see an upside town A, which looks like an inverted pyramid or triangle used to cover up her bloody body, naked body. And that A, once again, has an upside down triangle. Whether or not she meant it for that or not, we know that she uses demonic imagery over and over. And in the song Attention, which is the first thing on the album, not only does this bloody scene uh, is how she ends up selling this on the disc to say, hey, here's my single, 
But also she then turns everyone else's face into this mangled dead face. And when asked in an interview what that was all about, she said, oh, because those are just the normal people and so forth. And she's walking in the other direction. And then the second song, the second single on the album, Scarlet, Paint the Town Red, which, by the way, right now is the number one song on Spotify's top 50 for the United States. So this song is huge. And this song, she's back in the same bloody state she was in to sell the first song. But in this one, she plucks her eye out and puts it on a table. And then she begins writing alongside a demon head. And now once she has this eye seeing a vision into what seems to be the spirit realm, she turns into the Scarlet Woman that we read about in the book Revelation. And then after turning into the Scarlet Woman, she cozies up next to a personification of death with the Grim Reaper. And by the way, the reflection in his hench tool of what is this personification of death is a picture of her all bloody, not in a nicely adorned scarlet outfit. And then you begin some really weird stuff where she becomes a demon later with a demon lover. And not only does she have all this going on, but then they seem to cut the eye out. And when it goes down, it leaves a bunch of meat for her to hand out, but it doesn't smell very good. And she's handing out this meat. Somewhat looks like human sacrifice when we actually are looking at it. And then at the very end of the video, after all this, she plucks the eye back in almost to say, I've gotten a good vision of the entire spiritual realm, and now it's in my head. Then the third single on the album called Demon, and she brought on actress Christina Ricci. And if you guys know Christina Ricci, she's been involved in movies like The Addams Family. She's also done Casper, The Friendly Ghost. And she looks dark herself and in the entire film is running away from this demon inside of the house and the demon is Doja Cat. So she's now fully embraced this. She's in a bathtub and this demon spirit comes upon her. She has the eye on the back of her head to where the demon enters. And now she's fully embraced the demonic and she's dressed up in this disgusting demon outfit. And that basically showcases the album. Those are the first three songs of this album. And so when we see this, this album called Scarlet, very interesting, the bloody imagery, the satanic imagery, and we see her pulling all this stuff and also acting as, oh, it's all for good fun. I think the question needs to be raised whether or not there are other people that actually do this stuff, that actually do engage in this spiritism and actually use it to help their careers. And I think that one of the clearest examples of this happening, and you can see this in our documentary, Marvel and DC's War on God, the Antichrist Agenda, and you can see Robert Downey Jr. actually practicing witchcraft in order to summon spirits, and that's ultimately how he got the role for Iron Man. Incredibly, Robert Downey Jr. described his obsession with seeking the role of Iron Man and how in his preparation for the audition for the part, he practiced ceremonial magic and conducted an occult ritual to get the part. Downey even references Satanist Aleister Crowley when speaking of the ritual he conducted. Robert Downey Jr. said that he was prepared to recite each line in various different ways. But it was only after what is described in the book, Perturabo, The Life of Aleister Crowley, that Robert Downey Jr. conducted a, quote, combination of ceremonial magic and compulsive rehearsal of every possible delivery of his lines. 
that he got the part. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Downey went so far as to admit that his preparation for the audition of the role of Iron Man was, in his words, the most positively reinforced ritual he had ever performed, and it made him feel like Satanist Aleister Crowley's younger brother. Downey admitted, quote, It was madness, but also the most positively reinforced ritual I've ever performed. If Aleister Crowley, speaking of the Satanist, had a younger brother, it was that type of expletive. What is interesting is that Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Iron Man, who we have just seen, has likened himself to Satanist Aleister Crowley's younger brother when practicing ceremonial magic to land his role as Iron Man, seems to have practiced the same type of ritualistic magic when summoning spirits to aid him in playing Iron Man. Rolling Stone magazine stated of Downey preparing for the Iron Man part that Downey was, quote, doing artistic flexibility exercises augmented by ceremonial white magic. So he did some astral plane conjuring. Before his Iron Man screen test, he built, for real, from physical materials and, quote, alter to the possibility of self out of some intuitively gathered objects, end quote. That included a picture of the superhero, which was Iron Man, of course. In Rolling Stone's words, quote, it gets spooky here, a sunstone wand. And he's not the only superhero doing this sort of witchcraft. In fact, Ezra Miller, in a piece done by Vanity Fair, talks about the fact that not only did Ezra Miller have chaos magic, I mean, literally having figurines and so forth, practicing, quote, chaos magic, but even told other people to call him Jesus. And he's been involved in kidnapping cases and things that are going on. I mean, and also, by the way, The Flash has just done terrible in the box office. But nonetheless, it it seems like there is something really strange with this guy, and he seems to be summoning these spirits as well. But some of you might be surprised to find it's not just the superheroes, it's not just uh, Doja Cat and these artists, but even actor Michael Imperioli of Sopranos frame, one of the biggest shows literally ever, at least in the United States, one of the top shows ever made in the United States, Michael Imperioli, who starred in the show, he actually talked about summoning demons, summoning demons via via Ouija boards and how they affected the rest of his life. I've had some heavy experiences on a Ouija board. Heavy, you know, me and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. I've never told anybody this ever. Okay. But I'm going to say it because life is short and it's going to happen. Me and my ex-girlfriend had a Ouija board and we had a whole notebook full of communications with some, I don't know who it was, and just went on and on about life and death and communicated us this. We have a whole, we had, I don't know, maybe she has it, a notebook full because we did this for months. It was the same person, time after time, we would record it. She would call you. As no, as we're doing the Ouija board, we'd record the letters A, B, C, F, D, and then we'd go back and write it all out, and it came out in complete sentences. And they, they what did this, you don't have to tell me specifically, but what did it tell A you? lot of it was about dealing with difficulty in life. And knowing this, How has it helped through, you? Oh, yeah. How to get through hard times. You know, what, you know, what things that you're focusing on now. And I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it changed the way I saw everything. I'll be honest with you. That was all through a Ouija board. And this is not the only time where he talked about this, because in a recent documentary regarding the very hotel that he said he saw a ghost at, which 
we know scripturally is simply a demon, uh, he actually did an interview where he talks about using witches, a witch specifically, to help different movies that he's a part of. Check this out. Quote, Imperioli says in an exclusive clip from Ghosts of the Chelsea Hotel, quote, I really wanted to get it made, speaking of the book regarding Summer of Sam, so I met somebody who was living here who was a witch who said she could help me get it made, but it wasn't going to happen the way I thought it would. I was very ambitious at the time and wanted to get that made, so I resorted to tapping into otherworldly means to get it through the studio system. As you listen to their own words, as you listen to them describe specifically how they are meeting with witches, that they're conjuring up spirits, whatever it may be, you have to ask yourself, what on earth is actually going on and is this a help? And we're going to bring on Pastor Joe to hear his perspective on this because I want to know, Joe, do you believe that when Mike Imperioli is saying he's meeting with a witch to hopefully go outworldly, otherworldly to try to get this role, when you see Robert Downey Jr. specifically talking about the these, you know, being a Lester Crowley's little brother or something, when you're seeing all this, do you actually believe that these artists, these not only music, but also movies and so forth, that they actually can receive help from the demonic realm in order to gain influence and even become more talented. Oh, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, uh, you have Jesus, you know, being tempted by Satan, being shown the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time, being told, if you bow down to me, I'll give you all this. Jesus doesn't say you don't have that power. Uh, Satan rules the kingdoms of this world. It's, uh, God's over him but he's the prince of power of the air, the ruler of uh, the world system. So uh, it's very clear. I mean, come on, man. We see all the way back from Aleister Crowley and his ceremonial magic and encouraging people to use it, to, whether it was for acting or for music and so forth. And you see, you know, Jimmy Page years ago saying, big names aren't made today through Ready, Steady, Go, but through practice of the magic of Aleister Crowley. And there you have it. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, the clip we just had shown, you know, with regard to Robert Downey Jr. I mean, what's that all about? Uh, we know what it's about. In fact, the top writer in the world of comics voted, he's number two right now, just behind Alan Moore, Grant Morrison. Uh, he wrote a, an article called Pop Magic. And in that article, he talks about summoning demons. Grant Morrison stated in his writing Pop Magic that one could summon spirits to take possession of their bodies and make them a successful actor by practicing ceremonial magic, stating, quote, the sigil, which is a symbol used to summon spirits, takes a magical desire or intent Let's say, it is my desire to be a great actor, end quote. This is probably quite similar to what Robert Downey Jr. did. Morrison states, quote, pick a traditional god or demon from a book on magic. And he goes on to say, if one is feeling hard, that they can, quote, pick a demon from one of the medieval grimoires and hope you're strong enough to handle the intense negative feelings demons embody. Robert Downey Jr., when calling for help to win the part for Iron Man, surrounded himself with imagery that would invoke such a spirit. This is exactly what leading comic and superhero writer and practitioner of Satanist Aleister Crowley's magic, Grant Morrison, advises, stating, for example, that when one is calling upon the entity Hermes, one can use comics and images of the comic superhero Flash, who was inspired by the false demon god Hermes, as well as other implements that would be conducive of summoning such a spirit. Morrison advises, quote, Call fervently upon Hermes, luxuriate in his attributes, drink coffee or Red Bull in his name, or take a line of speed, depending on your levels of drug abuse. Fill your head with speedy images of jet planes, jet cars, and bullet trains. Play Ray of Light by Madonna and call down Hermes. 
Surround yourself with Flash comics and call down Hermes. Tell him how very wonderful he is in your own words and then call him into yourself. The arrival of the God will be unmistakable. You should experience a sense of presence or even mild possession. And Chad, man, when you were talking about the song Demon, you know, uh, and it's interesting when you look at Dojo Cat and the song Demon, it's almost, it's a lot like, eerily like, you know, Billy Eilish's Barrier Friend. Mm, yeah. You have the sleep paralysis going on. 100%. You have, which is sometimes when people get paralyzed. Before I was a Christian, when I was channeling all kinds of new age satanic lyrics, uh, I was going through states of paralysis with a humming sound and demonic entities were starting to just use me. Well, they sometimes call that experience demon in the room because your 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 body is basically taken over to a degree. And Billie Eilish and Doja Cat both show these demonic entities in the room during that time. And by the way, you mentioned when this demonic entity touches her head while she's in the bathtub, uh, it touches the, the eye, you know, like, like the, the third eye, which is an entry point for, you know, spiritual uh, enlightenment and possession, actually. And then her eyes roll up in her head. What happens with Billie Eilish? Her eyes roll back up in her head, and she and they both identify with the demon, and then are being used by the demon to promote satanic wares. And just really quickly, I mean, look at the lyrics that uh, Billie Eilish sang in that song, uh, "Bury a Friend." She states, "For the debt I owe, gotta sell my soul, cause I can't say no. No, I can't say no. Then my limbs all froze, and my eyes won't close, and I can't say no. I can't say no." So they're basically telling you straight up. I mean, Satan is so out of the closet now, and he's used a subterfuge, and he's used a counter, you know, warfare with regard to, oh, satanic panic and everything. Everybody's like, oh, let's just let it go now while this, this movement continues to grow. And the Bible says in the last days, people will worship the beast, but it says they'll worship the dragon, which is Satan, who gives his power to the beast. So in the end times, the whole world, for the most part, becomes devil worshipers. And that's where we're headed right now. Yeah, I think that's really important for people to understand that are listening to this. Because it's not just simply, oh, here are some things that are going on. But there is the eschaton. There is the end times. And there is an escalator moving towards that. That's right. And so when you're seeing all these demonic characters and stuff and then when they're just saying oh it's it's not a big deal you know what joe you guys you old fuddy-duddies you know you oh we're just playing around and everything and it's like yeah you know and amazon's just playing around with chips in the hand and you know they're just playing around with the idea of a one world government they're just playing around with all these ideas and then you're actually seeing it go forward and joe i that's what i want to ask you know what about people that are trying to say oh it's all just a joke it's all just for fun well uh two major points that destroy uh, that as being a salient uh, point of any importance. Uh, number one, uh, let's say you don't sincerely believe in the Satanism that you're promoting. What kind of effect are you still having? Let's say you're promoting the Ku Klux Klan and promoting white supremacy through the KKK. You're dressing up in robes and you're promoting it through your videos and so forth, but you don't believe it. Well, guess what? It's still demonic. You're still promoting something very evil. Say you're pushing heroin. Uh, you know, um, mm, Let's say fentanyl-laced heroin on millions of people. You're promoting because she has millions and millions and millions and hundreds of millions of views, by the way. And you're promoting that. You can say, "Well, I don't really take it myself. I don't really believe in it." You're still destroying a ton of souls. Number two, when I was promoting Satanism through songs like "My Family" and or "My Soul" and selling basically my family's souls to Satan and all that stuff, I thought early on as a teenager, when all this challenging these lyrics that were way beyond what I could even write today, and I wouldn't want to write, I thought, "Wow, man, I don't even believe in this stuff." Well, guess what? Satan didn't care if I believed it or not. He was using me. And then the gig was up when I, was, then I realized, wow, I'm in touch with satanic forces because it began to manifest and I came to Christ. 
Uh, so number two is, guess what? Uh, Satan doesn't care whether you believe it or not. He's real. And the Bible is very, very clear. There's a prince in the power of the air, the spirit that's working through the children of disobedience. And he's having his day and his way anyway. Yeah, that, I think that's the most important thing for people to understand is that they may think, oh, oh, well, maybe they don't know. Maybe they are that ignorant. And as you mentioned in Ephesians 2, 2, it's very clear that he's working through them regardless. Amen. But but you know what's interesting, Joe? And I saw a lot of these comments and, and I... It kind of it's kind of interesting because it puts us in a situation where we're like, well, that's good that that's going on, but also, what are you doing on there? First of all, but I I saw these comments. I thought, you know, Satan obviously means evil here, and he's using Doja Cat. He's using a lot of people, but I I do like the idea that some people might be getting a little bit of a healthy fear of what's going on because I went through the comments uh, for this for this song Demon, and over and over again when you go through it. It's interesting. One of them said this, thanks, Doja, for reminding me to always pray every night. Another one said, Doja, reminding me to go to church this Sunday and every Sunday after that is a good idea. Thank you, Doja Cat, for reminding me to sleep with my lights on when I sleep. Yep, I'm going to church this Saturday and Sunday. Thank you, Doja. Thanks, Doja Cat, for making me wake up early in the morning on Sunday to attend church services. Now, that's great, and it's awesome that there are people that are saying, maybe I do need to go back to church. Maybe I do need to do that. But I got to just be honest with you. What are you doing on there anyways? Hopefully, this is a, a time where you can say, I recognize there's evil here, and maybe Satan has played his hand too much with you, and you say, I see that there is wickedness going on. There is no reason for you to be watching this as entertainment. And if you're somebody who is already maybe in fellowship, but then thinking this is totally fine. It is very clear for us that we want to do something. We want to make sure that we are not being entertained by the very things that nailed Jesus to the cross. We want to make sure that we are not sitting there watching scantily clad women dancing around like devils, dressed up like the scarlet woman in the book of Revelation, and sitting here thinking, well, we're totally fine with the Lord because you're being lied to. You're getting a bill of goods as well. Just as much as she is deceived, James chapter 1 says to be not only hearers of the word, but doers also not deceiving yourselves. You do not want to be self-deceived on an issue to think that you can live like the devil and then ultimately end up being with Jesus. That is a lie from the pit of hell, and it's found nowhere in Scripture. Jesus made it very clear. Do not call me Lord, Lord, if you not do the things that I say, where he actually asked the question, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? We are called as believers to not only preach the gospel, but in doing so, teaching people to obey what Jesus has command. And when, it, when we look at 1 John chapter, or 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, the, the apostle John who sat and put his head at the chest of Jesus, said, this is the message we heard from him, that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If you are walking in this and say you have him, you do not. You do not practice the truth. You do not know Christ. It is time to turn from this, turn from the wickedness, may have repentance. That means to leave the wicked world behind, turn from it, and turn towards the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will give you a new heart because Jesus Christ died a horrible death publicly on the cross, and he rose again publicly from the grave three days later for your sins. You are justified in Christ if you are actually in him, but don't be fed a bunch of lies thinking you could walk in this, be entertained by this, live like this, and still be with him forever. So I say all that, Joe. I know it's a quick show today, but Joe, I, I say all that 
to say from Joe and myself, we want to encourage you guys, turn from this wickedness, put your trust in Christ, because God is good and this stuff is wicked. This has been Joe Schimmel, and this is Chad Davidson. This is the 511 News. Praise the Lord, you guys. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.